0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Hey Dad, Can You Talk podcast. My name is Bailey Garner. I'm your host. And every other week we call my dad, Toby. And we just have a real and raw and honest conversation about things that are going on in life, whether it's relationships, parenting, mental wellness. We talk about all of it. And we want to bring you along too, because you're not alone in your struggles. Lots of times these things aren't talked about and you might feel like you're the only one, but you're not. And so let's go ahead and do it. Let's call my dad. What's up, B? Hello, father. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm just uh just great. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. It's a big day.
1: good big day. Yeah, you got your hair fixed up, got some makeup on, I mean
0: well, well, I got my hair done yesterday, so it's still curled, so I can't take much credit. But I did put on makeup for you, so I didn't want to. I probably wouldn't have if it weren't for this. Um, well, but it's very, actually you look very nice, baby. Thank you. Um, it is actually a big day. Do you know why? Why? This is our fiftieth podcast episode.
1: Wow, fifty. Fifty. My, how time flies. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is. I think like Chrissy's listening to like 12 of them because she cuts them off because you go too long at the first. She's ready to get going.
0: Whatever. She told me that is not true. I do want to get a give a shout out because I've heard, and I think this would be fun to start doing, but I've heard from Pastor Greg who listens to our podcast all the way in Boone, North Carolina. So I wanted to give a shout out to him today because I got to meet him this week.
1: Michael Gregg, he's a good dude. I'm going yeah. to see him.
0: So, all kinds of men and women listening today.
1: Well, uh, I think with uh, Michael that makes like three guys. So, I love it. <laughs> I don't know about that.
0: Well, I wanted to um I wanted to talk to you because when this comes out, it'll well, right now it is May and it's mental health month and that is obviously you know, this podcast is a lot about parenting and um, things that are going on with my kids or kids that we know. But as people already know, you know, we work for an organization. You you and mom started an organization called Gobi Ministries and and our heart is for mental wellness. And so I thought since it's our 50th episode and it's mental health month that you could kind of share a little bit of your heart around why you and mom wanted to start Gobi Ministries first and then I have some other things I thought we could chat about as a little celebration of 50 episodes
1: well that sounds awesome Um, for people who are listening who don't know our story I was diagnosed with an anxiety and pain disorder almost 30 years ago in a time when no one was talking about these issues, I had never heard the word depression. I had never heard the word anxiety. Uh, when the first panic attack I had in the middle of the night, I had no idea what was happening to me. I didn't, you know, in today's world, I think most people would say, oh, this is what a panic attack feels like, or wow, am I having a panic attack? I, just, I didn't know what was happening. I just know that. I couldn't quit shaking and sweating and breathing much more quickly than I ought to be. And so the short version is that, that was uh, that be- was the beginning of a journey for me of, uh, discovering what freedom really was, uh, not the absence of those issues, but connecting to a power greater than myself in the middle of those issues and learning so much about isolation and identity and coming to the place where, uh, now almost 30 years later, Goby started really to, for me to make good on a promise that I made about day 14 or 15 of the beginning of that journey. When I told God, if he helped me get out of this was my air quotes, uh, I, I make sure that nobody felt as alone as I did. Mm. And, uh, when I, over the next year, and when I began to talk some about my struggles, people just came out of the woodwork, literally just out of the shadows, because nobody was talking about it, and uh, the people that were really interested in it were folks who were struggling themselves at that point in time. I really couldn't get anybody else's attention, to be honest. Uh, now, fast forward all of those years to now, and you know, this is the topic of... Discussion everywhere I go with everyone that I talk to. Uh, So I'm on this journey of a new season that for me is it's, it's an honor to get to be for others. What I didn't have in that moment because they're just worked this kind of language and conversation around these issues. Mm -hmm. That's uh, the most succinct way I know to put it.
0: Yes. Well, thank you. So if you were to, you know, like I said, like we were just talking about, we have a lot of parents that listen or you, if you're not a parent, you love a child or, a, or, you know, have loved Grand, ones that
1: grandparents,
0: grandparents, yes, grandparents, aunts, uncles. Um, if you, if someone's listening in and you wanted to give them like two things that they could do for their mental wellness for themselves first. Um, because we talk a lot about that, you know, our kids' mental wellness directly affects the mental wellness of their parents or their loved ones. So what would be two things today on the topic of Mental Health Month that you would encourage people to start doing or implementing for themselves?
1: Well, for me, the answer is pretty simple. One is, is to recognize the fact that Self-care is it's soul care and soul care isn't selfish. Uh it, it's vital because the greatest gift you can give your mate, your kids, uh, your company that you own, uh, your church family. I mean, pick pick the situation. The greatest gift you can give is a healthy you. Uh and so building into the rhythms of your life something that gives you life, something that connects you to your creator, what we call the unforced rhythms of grace, finding that rhythm and practicing it is vital. And then number two, I would say, uh, understand what the real enemy is here. The enemy is not your anxiety, your depression. I know it's hard for you to believe if you're in the middle of those times. Your enemy is isolation. The big enemy is isolation because when we get isolated, that little voice that whispers that we're not enough, that we'll never be happy, all of those lies, th- that voice gets louder and louder and louder. And you have an enemy and your enemy wants to isolate you because it's when he isolates you that he can begin to convince you of things that aren't true. And your feelings get greater power than truth. And so when you, do the hardest thing for most people to do, which is to tell the truth about where you are, not where you want to be, but where you are, because this side of heaven, none of us are going to be where we want to be. Uh, I think you break the power of your enemy to to speak those lies into your life. So those are the two things I would say to moms, dads, to adults who uh, want to be as healthy as they can for their kids.
0: What do you, I feel like, for me, um, when it comes to soul care or self-care, I can tend to make it too complicated, you know, like I'll be like, Oh, I need to, I don't have money for a massage. So I can't do that. Or I don't have time for a trip or an overnight or whatever it is that like, I think that our society deems self-care. Um, how can you fit self-care into your like very busy life?
1: that is a very very good question b and it's a question i get a lot quite honestly Um uh, you know i think a lot of times this is what happens to us when when you think about it uh like we there's a concept like self-care that we hear and instantly we go to the extreme and because we go to the extreme uh we end up deciding we can't do anything instead of understanding that it's, uh, it's small changes. It's small things that make a big difference. Right. And so people like, like you, you mentioned, you know, I I can't go to a spa. I can't afford to go to a spa or whatever. Well, like let's talk about your mom. Your mom for her soul care is sitting out back at our home in the sun for 50, Minutes with music play that feeds her soul. Now listen, like she's—I'll call her my, my sweet little iguana. I mean, you'd be 108. You know, everybody else is looking for shade, but she wants to be out in the sun. Uh, so beyond keep your dermatology emails to yourself, everybody. Uh, for her, that 15, 20 minutes that she gets by herself as an introvert in the sun uh with music playing that speaks to her soul that's that's soul care that's self-care and it doesn't have to be the same for you that it is for her You, you just have to find your thing and realize that it's these small changes these small things that you do make a huge difference accumulated over time so if it's taking a walk take a walk if it's uh drawing creating draw create if it's cooking cook something uh it doesn't have to be something big try something new uh that's that's a huge part of my soul care is the creativity when it comes to cooking and trying new recipes and making things up and uh for me that fills my soul and so i don't have to i just have to do it regularly i don't have to do it all at once
0: Mm -hmm. that's good well, for I, I think a lot of things that I hear too, when talking to people about isolation is, how do I, how like okay, that's good and well that we should talk to people and share, you know, what we're struggling with, but how? What if we don't have people to talk to? What if, you know, we're in the trenches of momhood and we don't really see other adults, or we are divorced and we don't have a spouse to talk to, or, um, I don't know who I can trust, you know, like, what would you say to those people?
1: Well, I hear that a lot. Well, I just don't have anyone. And I, I would say that if you want a friend, be a friend <laughs> mm-hmm. that the greatest way to begin to build some relationships is another mom at your kid's school. If you are a single mom or uh, someone you go to church with somebody that you have in your phone, just send them an encouraging text. Hey, I was just thinking about you today. I uh, hope you have a great day. In, in these small little acts of kindness and encouragement, you begin to build relationship to the point that you can. I always tell people we go man, I don't want to burden anybody. Well, just ask somebody to pray for you. I don't. You know, like he could you be praying for me today. I've been in kind of a rough season and uh, battling some depression or anxiety. And, and then don't don't own the result of that. See, see the goal is to connect. The goal is to not, not be rejected. That's pretty Mm -hmm. important, right? Mm -hmm. To think about the goal is to connect. And sometimes the cost of connection is rejection, but it's still worth the price you pay. uh, Because I I have, as I've shared my story publicly, uh, the response sometimes is disappointing, but, the response is not my objective. My objective is to be honest about where I am. Why? Because everyone has a fear that if they're fully loved, if they're fully known, they won't be fully loved. And the problem is you cannot be fully loved until you're fully known. Mm-hmm. And in, I've asked this question on social media, you know, what what, what is the biggest, fear you have about telling the truth about your struggle and everybody says almost everybody every time says uh the guilt or the shame that i felt in people's response to that and i get that and i validate that i would just say the only thing worse than that kind of reaction is is living in isolation
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so you have to start
1: building those kind of relationships with that in that in mind
0: mm-hmm.
1: go ahead i'm sorry That's good
0: no i was just gonna say i have a friend who um she will say to me um this is hard for me to reach out but i need i'm needing i'm needing community or i'm needing some help or some prayers or whatever and i think when you lead with your vulnerability too people are more willing to listen to what you have to say not out of like guilt but just if most people that have a heart if they know someone's struggling they want to help you know um and i think on on that same note i had a different friend reach out asking me for help with one of her kids and um i told like i thought i thought about how this person never really asks me for help so they must be in a pretty hard position or you know it takes a lot of courage to ask somebody to help you with your kids and so I wanted to encourage people today that like open your eyes and ears to the people that are reaching out because I think we can just get so busy with what's going on in our life that we don't pay attention to what this the the things people are asking us to do and the reasonings behind it do you know what I mean so
1: yeah that's that's good uh we just got to help each other, man. I, You, you know, I'm on, on planes a lot, as you know. And it's just people, Like kindness is a rare commodity in the world today. Mm-hmm. People aren't kind. Mm-hmm. And if we just be kind to people, uh, I mean, you're going to stand out. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be different because yeah. – uh, we just need, your mom heard me just going off about this the other day. Uh, that, man, just, I was, we were watching some dumb reality show, you know. And the the guest on this show, they asked the staff to eat dinner with him. And she goes, mm-hmm. why are you tearing up? And I said, because you never see people treat people like that anymore. Kindness mm-hmm. goes a long way in today's world, man. Mm-hmm. And if we'll just commit... Even those of us who are hurting, uh, you know, Proverbs says, he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. And sometimes when you're hurting, the greatest thing you can do is be an encouragement to somebody else.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, My my life is a living example of if you give yourself to try and encourage other people, even when you're struggling, at some point it comes back to you. I believe that Mm -hmm. to be true.
0: Mm -hmm. That's good. So now as we focus away from the adults and move more towards like kids, whether it's elementary, teenagers, um, what would, what's two things that you could tell us that we could help cultivate, help, you know, mental wellness, healthy mental wellness in our kids?
1: Um, well, at the top of the list is this concept of helping your children know who they are. I think is the key not a key the key in every issue making national headlines today whether it's the rising rate of uh mental health issues uh the suicide rate among our adolescents transgenderism and those some of these national stories about kids confusion about their pronoun i mean the answer to all that is a is a child understanding clearly what their identity is. Who did God create me to be? Who mm-hmm. am I? Uh, it helps this whole battle we have over the truth versus our feelings. People say in today's world, well, that can't be true because it doesn't feel right. Well, your feelings are a terrible steering wheel for your life. Fact. Mm-hmm. And... uh if you were if you were completely driven and directed by your feelings, you and I'd be sitting here, you know, eating Oreos and watching television all day because it feels better than, you know, being being productive in some way. It feels better than breathing hard in exercise. I mean, we so many examples of how our feelings uh, they need to be recognized, but they can't drive our lives. And so, the truth, the number one truth, I think that that not only do we need to teach our kids about their identity, but even as we correct as we encourage them along the way, all through the lens of that's who you are. This is who God says you are. We, we don't uh, we don't make those choices because that's not who we are as opposed to those aren't good people, that's a bad thing to do. No uh, we don't hit someone because that's not who we are. <laughs> And as we begin to just affirm that over and over and over again, uh, when your kid's having a hard time, man, I know it's hard, but you can do hard things because you are a conqueror. That's who you are. Mm -hmm. And so identity, I think just putting that into the rhythm of your life. And then, you know, I'm right now, I believe more strongly than I ever have in my life that another key is gratitude and it's mm-hmm. cultivating gratitude in the lives of our kids. Uh scientific research proves that there's a direct correlation between our mental health and how grateful we are, uh which wow, it's almost like the bible is true, it really works or something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh the the old saying, you know, the best time to plant a tree was 90 years ago and the second best time is today. My thing is, if we'll begin to build these things into our home, and the lie from the enemy for some of you that are listening is that it's too late. It's never too late to begin to build this into your family. Whether your kid is 4 or 14, we can begin to move the needle. Again, we're focusing on progress and not perfection. But gratitude and identity, I think, are key to all of these things. Gratitude answers entitlement. Gratitude uh, gets us out of negative self-talk. Identity empowers us uh, to step into our destiny. Uh, Identity is uh, the engine, the fuel in our engine uh, toward becoming exactly who God has called us to be. That's why we can do hard things. Uh, It's why we connect with others. It's why we help others along the way. so much of when you just boil it down beyond all the 40 tools we have, all the different things that I think are incredibly helpful. We're building some more right now, in fact, but if you had to boil it down to two areas, those two areas I think are key for us today.
0: Mm. That's good. Well, we have a new 40 am journal. That would be great for you to, to start teaching your kids about identity or yourself. There's one for adults. There's one for kids. Um, it's on Amazon, but I'll link it in the show notes too. I think that's an amazing tool that we have. And then, uh, we have a gratitude list, which I can also link in the show notes. But I think that those, sometimes we hear from people like, especially like about gratitude lists or about, uh, bringing back the table or, you know, like that kind of stuff we hear. This is so simple. Like, you know, what? These don't feel life altering, but like you said, it's like little things over time that I feel like really make a difference and they are simple, but no, but a lot of people aren't doing them, <laughs> you know, Be- and that's, that's what we're trying to get back to. So
1: anyway, Well, simple, simple, is that's not a bad word.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: You know, simple isn't shallow. Simple is simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gee, I always taught the Bible. I tried to teach like Jesus. It's simple. Hey, look, guys, there's a bird. Mm -hmm. Look at that bird. Do you think that bird's worried about where its next meal's come from? No, it knows God's going to take care of it. If he's going to take care of that bird, he's going to take care of you. Look, there's a flower. I mean, simple but profound. And these simple concepts over time where you don't have to be a rocket scientist, you don't have to have a doctorate degree, uh, which, by the way, God bless rocket scientists and those who have doctorates. But, like – our deal is about equipping parents to help their kids. Uh, and I just think that I meet so many parents who like the light bulb goes off when they say, oh, we can we can recapture the power of the dinner table. These are the questions I can regularly ask. Here's what I can follow up on. Here's how we can build identity in our kids. Uh, I, the, I am as proud of these two journals, the 40 IM journals. You know, I rewrote the 40 IMs in the language that helps me as a guy, as a fellow uh, battler, you know, in this fight for my mental wellness. And then for me to be able to do it as a parent and for Mm -hmm. uh, my child to do it, which gives us common language and a place to come together once a week and talk about it, uh, I think is, I think it's going to be one of the most powerful tools that we've ever put out. And I encourage you, man, I'm not a Sales guy, most of you guys that know me aren't, but go to Amazon, go to our website, beagoby.com, because Ross, my son, just got it linked there, so it'll take you directly to the Amazon site and order it. I think you'll be glad you got it. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. it's worth the resource that you'll invest, because I think it'll it'll give you and your child a place to start. And guess what? Uh, This, you can, like, God gave you your children because he believed that you had what you needed to shape that child uh, in his image and, and to propel them into their destiny. like he, he believes in you more than you believe in you. I'm just trying to give you tools to be what you already are.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. That's good, dad. Well, a little story that you, I actually already told you, but I wanted, I think it'll be good for people to hear because you talk a lot about table questions and dinner questions and um you know as you know it's a circus around the table at our house thankfully grant is fully invested in having family dinners as well because I think it takes both of us to make it happen but um we were eating dinner the other night and I was trying to get everyone to say highs and lows which they don't fight me as much anymore on it thankfully uh because you know I just think that we Especially with the younger kids, it feels like it can be too hard to, to have these like intentional conversations, but we've been trying to implement it. And so we were saying our highs and lows. And after that, Gideon says, okay, now we're going to go around and tell everybody three things we love about them <laughs> or three things that are special about them. And I looked at Grant and I was like, okay, wow. Like he totally did it on his own. And I thought that was just cool to see because... You know, you try and try to implement things. And this isn't like shouting me out. It's just an encouragement that you try to implement things and you don't think they're listening or they're doing anything. (laughs) But then all of a sudden they'll do something like that. And you're like, oh, okay, maybe they are paying attention.
1: So. Yeah, that is that is an example. Yeah, when you texted that to me late that night, you should have been asleep. Uh, (laughs) But. It just, it reinforces what, what I have been saying, which is sometimes your kids are like, they're not going to respond like you want them to respond. You're not going to, they're not going to all flash their hands and yes, uh, mom, I'm going to give you my full attention. They're not always going to act like they like it, but if you just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, it begins to get down into their soul. And mm-hmm. that was—that's what it was for me. Was Gideon has been, at times, you know, pretty non-responsive and non-positive around a table about those <laughs> kind of things. And then look what happens. What happens is, you know, it's it's beginning to stick. This is a perfect example of you—you you just outlast them, man. You just keep mm-hmm. doing it. Uh, uh, it, you know, the 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 strongest word that I give young parents today, I think. Is in my observation is it's like they're they're not going to like it all. Be the parent. It's okay mm-hmm. that they don't like it. it, it it's it's still going to work over time. I believe it to be true. Yeah, that's good.
0: Well, <laughs> hooray for fifty episodes and for fifty more. And I'm just appreciative of the people that have listened. And that honestly selfishly just that you and i get to have these conversations and they're recorded and we get to have them forever so if anything i'm thankful we're doing it um but i know that you've given a lot of people a lot of wisdom and a lot of hope and um so i appreciate you taking the time to have these combos with me
1: well 50 i had no idea this was 50 today i just remember when you said hey dad what if we did this and i fought you every step of the way because uh at that time, it seemed like just another thing to do, but it's been fun. I mean, it's fun to get that, like, have conversations. With people, Some people, if you're new, you don't know this. Like, I have no clue what we're going to talk about. That's my only rule because I want to have the kind of conversations that Bailey and I have. She does not text me, you know, when she wants to have a conversation away from this podcast and go, Hey, Dad, here's what I want to talk about today. Here's the three points. She just calls it, Hey, Dad, can I ask you a question? And so that's how I've really wanted this to be. And so for me, it's been a great joy. I hope it's helped somebody. It's helped me. It always helps me to talk about it.
0: Yeah, same for sure.
1: And on the podcast, you have to at least give the appearance that you're listening, which makes it really great. That you know. <laughs> awesome.
0: I do listen. I know you do. Uh, all right. Well, I love you. I hope you have a good rest of your day.
1: Uh, you have a great day too, B.
0: Love you. Okay. Love you. Y'all, I can't believe we've recorded 50 episodes. That is crazy. Thank you for being on this journey with us and for tuning in each week or every other week, depending on what your sketch looks like. But it's so fun getting to connect with y'all and here outside of the podcast. What you uh, like to take away, what you, um, how it's impacting your weeks, and I'm just super grateful that we get the opportunity to talk about important things like parenting and mental wellness and um, just common struggles that everybody's had, everybody has. Because I think it's just so easy to stay isolated and feel like we're the only ones, but you are not the only one, and I'm not the only one, and we're here for you. So if you ever need anything, and you have a topic you want to talk about, or you are feeling isolated and you want to reach out to someone, email me, uh, just my emails, Bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y at beagoby.com, B-E-A-G-O-B-Y. And I'll be here for you. And our team can be praying for you. And, um, that's what we're here for. That's what we want to be doing. And we love y'all so much. So we will catch you on the next episode, not next week, but the next. Bye.